Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Yay, podcasting. This is like my favorite thing. I love podcasting. Uh, Welcome to today's guest, Savannah Schiavo. I'm so glad to have you here. I've been interviewing, or not interviewing, it's not really what this is, been conversing on podcast (laughs) with a lot of life coach school coaches. They are amazing. Savannah is another life coach school coach, and I just think we have such rich, deep conversations, and um, my listeners are loving it. So thank you for being here. I'm going to let you introduce yourself in any way that you think is relevant to my audience, mostly of people who've already had abortions, some who are just listening because they're in like reproductive health in some way. Some who are listening because they're freaking out right now um, because they are pregnant and they don't know what to do. So welcome. Thank you. You're who you are. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you for having me here. And hi, everyone. My name is Savannah Schiavo. As Amanda said, I am a certified coach uh, from the Life Coach School. I'm a life and confidence coach. So I work with people uh, who want to change their lives by knowing that confidence is where they need the most help. Um, I work a lot with entrepreneurs who want to Mm -hmm. grow their businesses and know that growing their confidence is a critical part of, of really growing. But I work with a whole bunch of different people who are struggling with a lot of self-doubt, the fear of what other people think about them, um, feeling like an imposter and lacking confidence, and ultimately just not showing up into their, into their lives the way they want. So I help them work through all that so they can create some pretty big lives and businesses. I love it. And that is exactly why I invited you here. Um, What you wrote was I help people with their fear of judgment and rejection. Yeah. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. (laughs) That one's going to get played a lot. (laughs) Um, Fear of judgment and rejection is so, so huge in, in my audience, right? Like, people who have felt loved and accepted and held all their lives sometimes choose abortion and suddenly this fear comes in in such a huge gigantic way uh sometimes it's religious but oftentimes it's not um abortion has a really big stigma so with a really big stigma comes the challenges of what will people think how will they treat me who, who am I and where do I belong anymore? So, and I love what you just said. Actually, the craziest thing just happened to me. Are you, were you on Brooke's diamond call like 20 minutes ago? No, I wasn't. So (laughs) Brooke Castillo is our um, coach and mentor in the life coach school. And she offers a call um, called the diamond call for scholars who've been in for a while. And she was just coaching on abortion. 
And I was like, what is even happening here? I've never heard this happen in like four years. <laughs> um, and I think it's related to some of what you just talked about is like, you know, sometimes when we are stepping into something like entrepreneurship or maybe starting a family or anything that feels like big and important, it can be that we had our abortion many, many years ago and we mm -hmm. thought we were over it and it gets stirred or bubbled back up. So I don't know if we'll end up talking about that at any point. Um, but when you talked about, you know, confidence and coaching people around, around entrepreneurship, I think it is something that arises for a lot of people is that dark time that they tried to hide in a little box and now they're putting themselves out there and they're like, yeah. Oh shoot. Yep. That thing I thought up. I hid away is here. So yeah. All right. So where do we start? Um, where would you like to start in talking to our listeners about um, you know, walking through this this mucky water of fear of judgment yeah. and rejection? Okay. I let's dive in. I love this topic so much. I think before we talk about kind of the first main idea, I think it's important to understand why we have a fear of rejection. I think something we do is we're like, right, we're like, when we kind of talked about this, I shouldn't care what other people think, right? And that is all well and good, but we do care what people think. Yeah. We're, we're designed to care what people think, you know, yeah. a, um, a primitive fear of ours is being rejected. And that's because way back when, when humanity was first kicking off, right? Yeah. Humanity started being ostracized from a pack literally meant death. Yeah. Right. You were going to be out by yourself without shelter and food and warmth and sex and all of these pieces that was going to help you stay alive and continue the pack on and continue your life on. Mm -hmm. So that part of our brain, as we know, is still with us today, right? Being rejected is a primitive fear to our brain mm -hmm. because it means death. And then we're also programmed at a very young age to seek approval, mm -hmm. right? Approval, especially when we're little kids, lets us know, hey, we're loved, we're cared for, we're not going to be abandoned, right? It it reminds us that we can, when we're approved of, we can depend on the people who are taking care of us to survive, right? It, it, even when we think it's irrational and we're like, I shouldn't care. There's a very unconscious part of our brain. That's like, this is so important. You need to care what people yeah. think that's your loved ones or complete strangers. It's like, this matters, right? Especially of course with those we love. So I think that's a, that's a great place just to flag. Hey, if you're feeling like you're afraid of what other people will think of you, you're a regular human being who has been socialized yes. and designed to care. Right. It's amazing how much relief that can create that alone. Like just that understanding, like I'm not broken because I'm afraid here. There's yeah. nothing wrong with me. Like it's perfectly, I mean, if we really think about it, like we've all met that person who has no fear of rejection, mm -hmm. <laughs> no fear of judgment. Mm -hmm. And they're a little psycho. 
right? Like they're a little like ego crazy, like kind of like red flag. Like it's, it's like a weird, like it's a weird engagement, right? It's totally normal and healthy yeah. to have that fear. Right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're another human being like me. Yeah. 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 And what we're talking about today, when we talk about that fear of judgment and that resistance to rejection is knowing that, okay, I'm a human being, right? That's my, one of my favorite thoughts. This is what a human being sometimes thinks, but also reeling it in so that we aren't hiding ourselves or our lives or who we are or beating ourselves up because of the fear of what other people are going to think, right? We can, we can do both instead of um, what most of us do, which is like totally hide or totally resist or avoid any kind of opportunity for rejection or judgment. Yeah, yeah. And so it's really like, because it's normal, because it's human, because it's what most of us are experiencing, doesn't mean that we let it run our lives, right? So then it's like, okay, I know this is like part of being human. What do I want to do with it? Or what am I doing with it? And what kind of results am I getting in my life because of it? So one of my favorite things to do is just to say like, hello, fear. Like, let's go. Let's do this thing. So tell me your favorite things. Like, what do we, now that we know it's there, we're like a little less self-critical because yep. we understand that we're human. Yep. Now what? Like, what do we actually do? <laughs> oh, yes. And this I is love your territory. This is my jam. <laughs> I love that you brought up the fear because I think that is like step one, to be honest. And here's what I mean. Something that we want to be careful of when we are talking about rejection and judgment is how our brains and our imaginations Mm -hmm. run away and create really scary scenarios Mm -hmm. for us that make us feel rejected and judged or make us afraid of rejection and judgment by what we're telling ourselves now. Yes. Right. So Something to watch out for is the shame and rejection we create with our imaginations with. So true. (laughs) Right. Yes. Like I'll tell you like most, so much of, I don't want to say most, but so much of the work I do with clients is helping them understand and helping them see that they are scaring themselves with rejection and judgment when it's not even on the table yet. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So a practice that you can think about, you know, and listeners can literally do is writing down at the top of a page, they Mm -hmm. think, or they will think. Yeah. Write down everything that comes to your brain. Mm -hmm. What do they think about you? What do they think about your decisions? What do they think about your life? What do they think about you as a person? What will they think? Mm hmm. Because these are your thoughts, right? These are what Mm -hmm. you are assuming, you are interpreting, you are taking and projecting onto other people. But is it true? Mm -hmm. You scaring yourself with it. Yeah. I love that. And to just take each of those questions and say, is this true? 
yeah. am I using this against myself? Yeah. Yeah. Um, when I, my abortion was almost four years ago now and I like, I don't remember exactly the first time I put it on Facebook. <laughs> I remember the first time I published an article that felt like a really big step, mm. but I don't exactly remember the first time I like pulled my wider friends and family. Yeah. But I do remember very clearly thinking, I don't know how many friends I had at that time in Facebook, but let's just say I had a thousand. Yeah. I remember thinking like, well, in 15 minutes after I hit publish, I'm going to have 500. Like mm -hmm. they're just all going to unfriend me. Yeah. They're all going to disappear. It's okay. You can handle it. You'll do, you know, you'll get through it. Like I was like pep talking myself. <laughs> Guess how many people unfriended me? Not many. Yeah. <laughs> Not yes. a single one. <laughs> I feel like I could have guessed that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like my imagination to protect myself. Like yeah. it was part of me protecting myself was like yep. preparing for the worst, which is not a bad thing. It, it did prepare me. It did give me a little bit more courage, right? Yep. Like it wasn't, it's not like good or bad. Yeah. Um, but it was so far off, like yeah. so far off base, like such clear example of how it was all made up like yeah. I was literally just making up stories that people wouldn't be able to look at me anymore everyone would hate me yeah everyone would think I was a terrible mother to the three kids I already had people would think my life was a lie like I mean I just made so much shit up yeah so much yep and so over the years it's just been like a process of getting better and better at like not paying attention to that stuff I make up because I still make it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like uh, this is the work I do with my clients and my brain's still like, yeah. they're going to think this and they think this. And I'm like, yeah. oh, hello brain. <laughs> That's what I always say. <laughs> hello brain. I think just like recognizing that it's not inherently true is incredibly yeah. powerful, right? Like, yeah. have you read the book, um, loving what is from Byron Katie? No, but I love Byron Katie's work. Yeah, she in that's what like when you said make a list of they think and they will think like immediately my brain was like Byron Katie is Byron? it true how do you <laughs> yes okay and so loving what is loving what is is a book by Byron Katie and it's about four questions that you can ask yourself when you notice certain thoughts you have and this example of like writing a page of they think, or they will think, and you're just noticing what you're telling yourself. They're going to think I'm a terrible person. They're going to think I'm an idiot. They're going to think I'm irresponsible, whatever it is. You can ask yourself two of the questions that I think are so powerful. You go through your list and you ask, is it true? Mm -hmm. The first thing your brain's probably going to say is, um, yeah, let me tell you why. Da -da 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 -da. And we're like, okay, hold on. Is it true? Nope. My church funny. says, my pastor said, yeah. my mother-in-law said, right. <laughs> it's definitely true. Yeah. Okay. Right. The second question though, is, can I absolutely know that it's true? Mm. 
And I think what I love about that second question is when you ask yourself that second question, you kind of challenge your brain, the, the default thinking of your brain, which is like, um, yeah, it's true. Let me tell you why. Yeah. It's like, hold on. Can you absolutely know? Yeah. And you get to start to go, okay, maybe I don't know what they think. Maybe this is just a scary thought I'm thinking. What if that's a possibility here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it goes from this, like, is it true? And you're in this, like, I can feel the energy. It's this like kind of defensive, like tight, anxious, like intense energy. And then you ask, like, can I be sure it's true or some version of that? And you just like soften a little, like your body literally just like softens a little. Yeah. (laughs) And you have to like open your perspective. Yeah. Just open it a little wider. That's it. Yeah. I keep in my desk drawer like her little tiny book. Like the oh, work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I've never it's seen super that. helpful. Yeah. Um her, yeah. So anyone who doesn't know Byron Katie's work, definitely I will link for sure to loving what is, but um just her in general. Totally one. amazing. Okay. So then what else? What else comes up? when we're deciding how we want to show up in the world now that we've been through this thing, right? So in my case, this thing is abortion. Now I have this huge fear of being, here's another piece with abortion, right? It's kind of like anything that's stigmatized, right? There's this edge of I don't even have to tell people, like they're somehow going to find out. So for a while, we're like tiptoeing around, like afraid of the big monster that's like somehow my secret got revealed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I did a podcast episode with somebody like whose sister in law went to the clinic and like got her records. And like, that's like our worst nightmare is that someone's like going to reveal it before we're ready. Yeah. So part of that fear of judgment, like, part of our imagination says like people are going to find out yeah somehow yeah what do we do with that fear when we're afraid people are like that's such a great example i love to go to this point when my brain is like what if this happens i like to go to the place yeah go all the way down cuz what our yeah. brains love to do is be like something terrible is going to happen let's not go figure out what to do about it or figure out, you know, let's not look too much. Let's just be really, really scared and brace ourselves. Yes. (laughs) Right. So what I like to do is like, what if, what if someone finds out Mm -hmm. answer that? And then your brain's like, that's going to be so terrible. And we're like, okay, what would we do next? Yes. Right. Like answer your what ifs and go all the way down. What would be so bad? What would you do if, and go all the way to the bottom. Okay. I would talk to my family. I would confront this situation. I would learn how to heal my heart. I would work on my relationships, whatever it is. I think we scare ourselves into paralysis. Yeah. When our brain offers us a scary thought and we're just like, oh man, I hope that doesn't happen. Instead of answering it with, Hey, I've got you. Here's what we're going to do. If the worst case scary scenario happens, we're going to be okay. Let me show you how. 
Yeah. You know, when you're a little kid, do you have kids? I didn't ask I don't. you with this. Okay. So when you're a little kid or you have kids um, and they're playing hide and seek and it's like, if I just stay still enough, no one will see me. <laughs> they're like literally like hiding, like in the most obvious place, but they're like, if I just stay still, no one will yes. see me. And that's what I was thinking about when you were talking, right? It's like, we have this big gigantic fear and if we panic and freeze yeah if we stay if we stay hidden if we stay small if we don't like move and draw attention to ourselves we will become invisible yeah but we're not you can't that's not a way to become <laughs> invisible it like doesn't work it's just it's like but it's I, I, like i never thought about watching kids do that and it's so funny they're just like you can't see me I'm not moving <laughs> this is my nephew um, yeah and so if we just like go there I think that was one of the most game-changing tools for me in like general life is yeah. what if I lean into the worst case scenario yeah what if I just imagine all 500 Facebook friends unfriending me? Will I actually die? Will I actually like spontaneously combust? Yeah. Will my life actually be over? Will my husband actually divorce me? Whatever the things are. Or what else might happen? Like yeah. what else might I do? How creative might I be? Yeah. And following it down exactly that. It's like, what if all of your friends leave Facebook? Yeah. Right. And then you're like, okay, what would I do? Our brain doesn't want to go figure that out. We're just like, we can't let all the people leave our Facebook. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what will be so bad? What will you do when? And that sort of allows us to have this plan. And, you know, we will talk about what happens when they, when someone actually rejects That us. was my next question. Actually <laughs> judges us. Yeah. But I think the answer to whether or not you're afraid someone rejects you or someone mm -hmm. actually rejects you is self-confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And is you build the confidence by going there, by digging yes. in and going, who yeah. would actually help me? Yeah. And by, I think. How the, would I help myself? Exactly. The yeah. biggest pillar when we're afraid to be rejected, right? Whether you're, you've had an abortion, you are building a business, you want a new job, like anything in the world, when we're afraid to be rejected or we have been rejected, self-confidence and having your own back, which is yeah. a pillar of that self-confidence is everything. Yeah. Because it means the world can reject you and you will still love you. You will still choose you, even if someone else doesn't. Yeah. And that you, you can lean on you, even when the world around you feels like I might not be able to lean on them, right? I will still love me at 500 yeah. Facebook friends. I will still love me at mm -hmm. zero Facebook friends. I will still love me if my mother is mad, right? It's a game changer that is a practice but it makes rejection and judgment, which are still, you know, tricky for us. And we're, they're, they're designed to be tricky, much less painful because we have our own back. We love ourselves and choose ourselves first. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I say all the time that abortion is just like 
it's just a door it's an opportunity it's like a place to um dig in and understand these things because when we realize that we can love ourselves regardless of who rejects us what else are we capable in the of in the yeah. world like what else can we create who else can we become how else can we serve yeah if we if we get to that place yeah and so abortion is just one of the places we can do that healing work and understand what it's like to to either not fear rejection or to recognize that we're going to fear it and do it anyway yeah okay but you led exactly where my next question was what happens when someone actually does reject us yeah when we actually are like uh i don't know the word like what's the word when you're in a religion and they kick you out you're i think you're discharged I don't know. I'm not sure. That might be totally wrong. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not a religious. Some people listening who know, know the word for their religion. So that's just one example, right? right. Or our sister-in-law says, I can never, I, I'm sorry, this is a deal breaker for me. Like we can't spend time with each other anymore. Yeah. Or our best friend says, I can't believe you did that. You just killed your baby. These are all other people's stuff, but it actually feels like rejection and judgment. So like, yeah, what, what, what do we do then? Okay. Some really great examples. I think those are, and you know, it's a, it's a broad topic because I'm not going to pretend like there's just one thing you do and then you, yeah. and then your brain <laughs> is like, I don't feel any of the pain. Right. I think something to start with is understanding that someone rejecting or judging us is, isn't painful until it first meets our mind, right? When someone is like, says words to us or says actions or, you know, asks us to leave their home or whatever it is, that is painful first to recognize when our brain says, Hey, this means something about you. Right, you are this person, yeah. you are not loved, you are wrong, you've made a mistake, there's something mm -hmm. wrong with you, right? All of those really classic thoughts that we don't even really notice ourselves thinking, we just feel so terrible so quickly, and we're like, it's because of this thing, yes, right? But our brain doesn't see it like that, and I think that's what a coach does so well is slow this process down to help our clients see that right? Like we are, before they have that pain, their brain has made someone else's actions or words mean something about them mm -hmm. that is very painful, right? Yeah. We don't see it like that. We see it like, hey, you're just not lovable and right. And we make it mean all these things, but we just want to slow it down to go, okay, before I've made this, their actions or words mean something, right? It's maybe this doesn't mean something about me. It's okay that my brain is making it mean something about me. Yes. So what am I making this mean? Yes. What am I making this mean about me? Yes. And there are two different, both really important questions. Yeah. Yeah. As you were saying that I was recognizing that one of the layers of this is like, there are people who have an abortion, move on, never think about it again. It was a blob of cells, yep. totally, like doesn't affect them, like mm -hmm. at all. 
those are generally not the people listening to my show. Mm-hmm. The people, excuse me, the people listening to my show generally have experienced some kind of loss in the termination, right? Mm -hmm. They experience that as a loss, Mm -hmm. loss of different kinds of losses, loss of who I used to be, Mm -hmm. loss of that baby, loss of my dream. Like there's so many versions of that. And so we get through that, like we, we move through the loss, whether we process it or not, like we face it. Yeah. And then we step into this like next layer of fear of judgment and rejection. And we're like, oh shit, more loss. <laughs> like yes. that is like, yes. now I'm going to add grief to the grief sandwich. Like this yep. is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is, what, what's the connection there for you and how you talk to some of your clients about like that fear of rejection. And it's really just like a fear of grief, like a fear of loss. Yeah, I think that the fear of rejection, the fear of being judged is a fear of feeling some pretty tough emotions. Yeah. Right? Like, I'll tell you about entrepreneurs, we don't want to put ourselves out there into the world, because what if people don't like what we're right? And we, we've seen this in all different areas. This is the same here. We don't want to put ourselves out there because what if we are not responded to in the way that we were hoping, and then we have to feel this terrible feeling loss, grief, rejection, judgment, right? Embarrassment, uh, inadequacy, right? And we think that is the worst case scenario because those are painful feelings. Yeah. Or we hide or we pull back or we don't go forward, right? And we we think the painful thing is going to be, we're going to figure something out about ourselves, right? What if we're not lovable? What if Mm -hmm. we're not enough? What if we're not good? instead of recognizing, you know, and I think a big, a big thing to consider is when someone else rejects us, that doesn't actually tell us anything about us. It doesn't actually tell us if we're lovable or worthy or good enough, right? We might be the topic of someone else's opinion or someone else's thoughts, but really when someone rejects us or judges us, all it really tells us is what someone else is thinking. All it really tells us is something about them, not us, right? We don't think about it that way. Of course, we're like, oh, right. Someone is like, you're a terrible person. And we're like, I'm a terrible person. Right. (laughs) But there's so many examples in our lives where we, you know, someone says something to us and we don't immediately believe it. We're like, oh, this means something about this person. This means something about this person's beliefs. This means something about this person's needs, right? And I think when it comes to topics like abortion, when we're holding a couple of different thoughts at the same time, right? This was the right decision for me. And this was a good decision for my needs in my life. And what if this wasn't good? Or what will people think? Or, you know, what does this mean about me? One thing we tend to do is we tend to give other people and their opinions a little more weight and kind of power. Yeah. (laughs) We let our opinions be swayed. We're like, oh, so this opinion might be more true. Mm -hmm. Instead of recognizing this is an opinion, it is one opinion. Where do I want to believe? What opinion am I choosing for myself? How will I have my own back here? And can I let their opinion 
tell me something about them instead of making it mean something about me. Yeah. Yeah. The question that's popping into my head is like, am I giving my power to their opinion? Yes. Or am I keeping it for myself? Right. How, how could I keep just a little bit more of it or all of it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I have a question for you. Um, what about the actual feeling part? How much do we feel the pain of let's say, like, let's say I bring this example up a lot because it's so, so common in my listeners with religion. I'm not a religious person. So sometimes I probably talk about it wrong, (laughs) but like, let's say we are ostracized from our church. Yeah. But we don't necessarily want to just jump to like, well, fine, I'm just going to take back my power, right? Like, how much time do we spend feeling the pain of that loss yeah. before we rise and grow from it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if there's a time. I don't know if there's an amount of time. I, I think my clients ask me the same thing. They're like, okay, well, when will this be done? When will the self-doubt go? When will the, the fear go? When will the rejection go? And that's what we want to know because we want to know it will end. Yes. Right? And I think that's a great start. It will yeah. end, right? But yeah. the way we help ourselves through it is by allowing ourselves to actually feel it without resisting it or judging ourselves for feeling it or shaming ourselves for feeling it. Right. But actually leaning in, like, I think so many of us are so afraid of, uh, you know, feelings like embarrassment and inadequacy and self-doubt and rejection that we don't even really know what those feel like in our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is what feeling a feeling actually looks like it's like whoa rejection feels different in my body than happiness does Mm -hmm. how what's different right can I make space for it knowing that it's finite and that when I go through I allow myself to process and I allow it to be here right which is a tall order for our brain because our brain is designed to be like all these feelings are bad let's get away from this let's kind of go the other direction But if you can let yourself go through feelings, right? Grief is absolutely one of those. Loss, rejection, right? Feeling judged, doubt, inadequacy. What happens is you can let it be there and it stops becoming something that controls your life because you're willing just to, I always say like, you're willing to have it in the back seat of your car instead of driving your life, Mm -hmm. right? It's like, you can be here. I I'm, I'm taking you with me. There is space for you. I'm going to feel you, but you don't get to have your hand on the steering wheel. Right. Yeah. And you get to take your whole human life with you in that car, right. Instead of rejecting a part of you that is very real and feels the way you feel, but also knowing that you don't have to hide or downplay yourself or not be who you are or live in terror because you're trying to escape those feelings. You're like, come along, we can do this thing. Yeah. And the fear of feeling those, those feelings is often so much worse than the actual, yeah. like, t- like the actual feeling in, in our yeah. body. 
And so we expend a lot of energy avoiding feelings that aren't that bad. Like, I mean, yeah, it hurts. Like sometimes it really does feel like your heart broke, but it didn't. It's just a, it's just a feeling in your body. Like it didn't break. (laughs) You can keep going. Um, so yeah, just recognizing like, you know, am I, am I letting the fear run the show here? The, even the fear of this feeling. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so we've been talking for a while here. Um, I know that we could keep going and going and going, but what else did you feel like, if anything, you came to this call or has come up for you in our talking that you feel like somebody needs to hear before we wrap up? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I think the idea of giving people permission mm-hmm. to be wrong about you is really, oh so important, right? I, I think we, you know, we've been talking about well, what does this mean about me? And it's really mm-hmm. tricky for us to hear other people say things about us and be mm-hmm. like, this doesn't have to do with me. And I think this is where self-confidence really comes in when who you are and why you do what you do and, you know, what your needs are and where you want your life to go. And you remind yourself of that. You, you have your own back enough to follow through and to let other people have their opinions, but also let them be wrong about you. What happens is you give them space to have their opinions and you are at peace knowing who you are. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So important. And that comes back to me of that example of like, everyone's going to think I'm a terrible mother, right? Like they're going to think I don't love my children as much as they love their children. And I have no control of that belief. That's theirs. But if I can give them permission to think whatever they want to think and just keep yeah. loving my kids yep. in the fullness of how I love them, yep. just give them permission to be wrong. Yes. Right. Like people yeah. are wrong about us all the time. They we, all the time. have thoughts <laughs> about what we're doing and who we are. And we just get to decide who we are yeah. and let yeah. other we're, like giving them permission. They're going to have thoughts about you anyways. Right. Good, bad, yeah. whatever we want to call it. Like, I love the idea and you do it for yourself, right? Not for other people, but to give them permission so that you don't have to hate or loathe other people and you don't have to hate or loathe yourself. They can be wrong about you. Do you ever give yourself permission to be wrong about yourself? Yes. (laughs) So cool, right? Because you can use the same tool on yourself, right? Like there's no way I can complete this project or there's no way I can get pregnant and have another baby or there's no way, right? Like if these strong beliefs about yourself and you can use the same tool, it's like, well, what if, what if I was wrong about me? Yeah. That's so, that's so yeah. much of my entire like life is, yeah. you know, you notice your brain tell you a scary limiting thought and you're like, what if you're not right about that brain? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. You go from there by challenging where your brain says, Hey, this is the truth. Yeah. Yeah, it's sort of like the the five, I mean, I didn't think of this at the time, but like, well, half my Facebook friends are definitely going to unfriend me. Like, I could have also just given myself permission to be wrong about that. 
yep. yes. <laughs> which I would have been proven wrong. <laughs> yep. Very true. Um, might have spent a little less time like preparing for the worst if yeah. I'd given myself permission to be wrong. Yeah. 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 One yeah. of those weird, like, did you ever read the book or do you know Eckhart Tolle's work? I do. Like a new earth. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> right? Um, that is like stepping into that world of like, there's the you, and then there's the you who talks to the you, and the you who hears the you, and it's like, okay, one of those pieces might be wrong. <laughs> yes, I was coaching on this today, exactly. Yeah. Like, you get to watch your brain, and I, you know, for for our listeners, I would say that's a really good piece to think about, like, a practice you can take is talking to yourself more than you listen yeah. to yourself, right? Oh, like, wow. think about what you would tell your friend in, an ex- in the exact same situation and how much love and support you would pour on her. Yeah. What if you chose to give that to yourself? Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. you can do that in so many ways, journaling, having a discussion with yourself, talking to yourself in the shower, right? Mm-hmm. Recording yourself and listening to it back, but talk to yourself, give yeah. yourself that confidence by what you tell yourself and life changes yeah so good uh thank you so much for being here um if people want to find you maybe to do you know any work with but for sure your confidence and entrepreneurial stuff but anything can people find first of all can people find you for anything (laughs) yes okay and where can they find you how do yeah. people get more of Savannah? So I coach on all different topics. If you're not an entrepreneur, but you know, confidence is where you want to grow. You can absolutely reach out. Um, people can find me at confidencewithsavannah.com. That's my website, nice. Confidence with Savannah. Savannah is spelt S-A-V-A-N-N-A. And one thing I'm going to be releasing um, on my website is a guide to overcoming the fear of what other people think. So exactly this, um, this topic, I'm going to be talking about that. It's going to be a free guide that people can access right when they drop on my website. So you can come check that out at confidencewithsavannah.com and connect with me there. You can subscribe to my email list. And you can also find me on Facebook if you want. I run a group called Grow Your Confidence, Grow Your Business. And that's for entrepreneurs who want to grow their confidence and and up-level their business and their lives. Yeah, beautiful. Oh my goodness. It's been so, so fun to talk to you. I love that I get to say that. Like, it's been really fun to talk about abortion. (laughs) This is not, it's so good. Um, I just love that we get to create the things that we're missing when we needed them. Yeah. 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 I needed to hear this conversation four years ago. So now it's such a gift to be able to give it. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks for listening. And as always, please consider sharing rating and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. 
we'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice.